Let us say hello to Energized Cho, who I Oh, uh, the lads. You know these guys? Oh, my God, do I know these lads. They have a great podcast. They come from Ireland. They speak to all the upcoming prospects in Irish MMA. Oh. These lads are right. the shit. I love them. Okay, right. let's see what they got. Energize Show, up the Irish. Okay, what's going on, guys? And welcome to a brand new episode of Energize. Russ, introduce the guest, man. Today, we have UFC undefeated bantamweight sensation. He is the pride of Abertilly, Wales. It's Mr. Jack Shore. Jack, how you doing? Good, lads. I'm all good. Glad to be back on again. How's life in Abertilly? Abertillery. It was close. Abertillery. Oh, jeez. Forgot the R. Don't worry. We we spelt it right here on screen. (laughs) Abertillery, Wales. Jack, how's the phone, bud? It's great to have you back on the show. Yeah, good, lads. Good. Feeling good. Happy to um, to have the show and everything announced and... um, just looking forward to it. Looking forward to, uh, to seeing everyone and seeing all the fans again. Is it nice that you're actually fighting within reach, within touching distance of your home hometown? As in, you don't have to go too far. Is it nice that it's in London as opposed to the trips over to America? Yeah, definitely. I mean, like this is this is as um, this is as close to a normal show as I'm going to get until I can uh, try and convince Dana to come to uh, to Wales. But um, yeah, obviously the, the friends, the family, all, all the British supporters I got are all uh, very happy that they can. Tr- well, I say very happy. I know a lot of them struggle to get tickets, but um, it, it's it's close to home. I got a lot of fra- uh, family and friends coming, so it, it, and and it's my first one back in front of a crowd for like knocking on three well two and a half three years so it, it'll be nice to feel a bit of atmosphere and a bit of noise again inside the arena what what do you think that the abertillery bus would be like on the way down to london like do you think it'd be absolute <laughs> chaos yeah yeah don't don't uh don't buy a ticket for the mega bus on the 19th if um if you're going from notebooks it might be a little bit chaotic with uh with about fucking hundred <laughs> other boys on there <laughs> don't be surprised to see us on the bus back ross <laughs> <laughs> i'll stop richard to be driving <laughs> yeah, he's the last person you want driving a bus. He can just about drive a car. <laughs> Jack, it. tell us what is it going to be like to have fans there. Do you feel like you'll thrive more off those those fans being there and cheering you on because they will be effectively hometown fans for you? Yeah, hundred percent. Um, you know, I really have mi- I've missed. You know, I, I'm fortunate we've got to fight in the pandemic and stuff, <clears throat> but um, I have missed fighting in front of the crowd and. You know, taking the atmosphere and it just adds an old, another element to the entire fight week. The weigh-ins, the you know, the um, the, the press conferences, the the interacting with fans throughout fight week, and then obviously you got your your intros, your walkout, the actual fight itself. It just it's a complete different ball game when um when there's a crowd in there, especially an hometown crowd. You know, who's going to get behind you and and spur you on a little bit. So it, it'll be really nice to feel our atmosphere again, especially on the walkout and and the intros, kind of just just take it all in and. It'll feel like a real fight night again, rather than um, you know, than a heavy spa that, that like, like some of the other ones have. Yeah, it's it's looking to be like it's a huge week. It's going to be on St. Patrick's uh, St. Patrick's week. Uh, obviously, Cage Warriors is going to be on on the Friday night, and UC London is on the Saturday night. Uh, there's a lot of Cage Warriors alumni going to be fighting on the card, and that's uh, that makes us very happy, Ross, doesn't it? Yeah, absolutely. I was only saying to Graham Boyle, and we had him on there last week that uh, I I think there's one fight. Um, maybe between the two Russian heavyweights, or maybe actually Mohammed Makaya's fight, who haven't fought on Cage Warriors beforehand. Everyone else has fought on the Cage Warriors banner, so that's great to see. And I'm sure there'll be a few uh, people who fight on the Friday night who'll be looking to make that move to the UFC. Um, Jack, tell us this. Is this, the, is this the opponent that gets you into the top 15 of the UFC rankings? 
if he doesn't get me in there, I think he'll at least put me in a spot where where I can call for a fight with someone who's in the top 15. I think he's in a similar spot to I am where there's a lot of hype around him. There's a lot of people quite high on him. And, and you know, when you when you come from that area of the world, you know, naturally people think that uh, that, that you're going to be one of the, the one of the next in line to potentially be a champion. So a good win over him. If it doesn't rank me, then then it, it will most definitely put me in a spot where I can call out one of those guys and, and actually get it on uh, on paper. He goes by the nickname Lucky. Uh... Hopefully he's not lucky on uh, March nineteenth. <laughs> that's his nickname, Lucky. Yeah, but well, that's what it says. But like, it'll yeah, be only lucky on, on March nineteenth. He's a good he's fighter. He's a good fighter, but uh, shite nickname. <laughs> yeah, he's not. He's not the tank. Yeah, yeah the tank. There's, there's only one tank. Well, there's two tanks: Tank Abbott and me. But uh... oh, and what's his name? And the fuck, what's his name? The boxer Javante Davis. But I was the original tank. I was tank before he was. The only yeah. undefeated one. The only yeah, undefeated exactly. one, that's right. Exactly. Uh, Jack, what do you actually make of the state of the Bantamweight division at the moment? Obviously, uh, Piotr Jan and Aljamain Sterling got pushed out. Uh, how do you see that fight going? And um, Who do you think is sort of next in line after that? <clears throat> it's just like, it's so choppy and change at the minute because every week there seems to be a ranked fight or, or guys, new guys getting ranked or older guys getting pushed out to the rankings. Um, obviously, in terms of the title fight, um, I do, I do think Jan will get it done, but I think it'll be a lot closer than than last time. I don't think um, I don't think Aljo be in such a rush to to try and get him out there really because he, I think he, he tried that last time and it backfired. So I think he'll be a little bit closer for longer, but um, I, I think Jan will, will eventually go on to take him out and then probably go on to fight TJ Dillashaw if we if we're being realistic. Um, Sandy and you know, obviously he's coming off a loss now, and it's either going to be TJ or Aldo, and I just got a feeling that obviously being the the former champ and everything that TJ will be the, the next one in line. Would, would you like to see Aldo and TJ fight each other for that number one contender spot? Yeah, I think it'd be one Aldo yeah. fight, and it would um it would obviously it would solidify a solid number one contender at the minute. You could argue cases for both guys, but mm. you know if if it went when's Jan, uh, Jan fighting and Aldo I say April or something like that. So yeah. if if they want a couple of months rest, obviously it is a long time for for Aldo to sit out since his last fight, and obviously. I know TJ's coming back from injury, so timing-wise, they may want him. Uh, he may want to get a fight in beforehand. So, I think the number one contender fight is probably a good shout. But you know, the UFC is like they may just chuck it to uh, to TJ and let, and let him run away with it. Yeah, it is that uh, that option where you know the former champ. It's easier to build up. He never lost. You know what I mean? There's a a background story there, um, but we'll, we'll have to wait and see. Um, Jack, t- tell us what do you know about Timor as your opponent, or uh, Lucky as Baz calls him, which is probably an easier easier way to say his <laughs> name. But uh, what do you know about him, and where do you see him giving any difficulties to you? Um, obviously, he comes. He's from Dagestan, obviously, but I know he tra- he does a lot of training over with um with the Mark Henry gym with with um Frankie and um Marlon and all, and all those guys. So he's obviously going to be be good on the feet. He's going to be able to grapple and, and, and wrestle as well. But I, I know just from watching and striking is where he's most comfortable. And he's very active. You know, he's not um, he's not a massive puncher or a massive kicker, but he's active and he and he tends to beat a lot of guys just by outscoring them and you know for, throwing four shots to their one. So the 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 real sort of thing I gotta avoid is, is getting stuck in that rut of of chasing him and, and letting him dictate the pace where he's throwing the, the these you know no power combos but if they, if they the volumes there, then he, he's scoring. So I've got to make sure that 
I either keep up with him volume wise or all the shots I do with him with are bigger and obviously more damaging than the ones he hits me with. But he's a good all round. I just think based on, on his last two fights, he obviously prefers to strike more than he does to, to grapple and wrestle. Has, has he reached out to you or have you messaged him? Just being like, can't wait to see you on March 9th. <laughs> <laughs> no, he, funny though, he did, um, after my last fight, he, he sort of called me out respectively on, on Twitter. He, he tweeted something like, I, mean, I know you're injured, but uh, when you're back from injury, I, I'm sure we'll get to share the cage and it'll be a great one for the fans. And, you know, as uh, as it goes, it, it wasn't meant to be him. It was meant to be obviously Umar, but if uh, the, the stars have aligned, then now he's, he's going to get his wish and, and we get to uh, get to see who the number, the number one is. That was a bit of a strange one, the way Umar got pulled and then put on earlier, wasn't it? Yeah, no, that's a side you're thinking, haven't you? Oh, oh, maybe. Oh, sorry, wrong. Yeah, the wrong yeah. Nurmagomedov. Nurmagomedov. <laughs> get that wrong. Oh, because <laughs> they look so different as well. <laughs> I'm sorry about that. Apparently, that Saeed Nurmagomedov is not related to Khabib at all. Apparently, yeah. I don't yeah, believe I, mean, it, I was meant to fight the. I was meant to fight Saeed in um, September, obviously, and then. That fell through. I was meant to fight Umar this time round, and that fell through. So uh, who knows? Maybe one day in the future, I will actually get to fight one of them. Yeah, but you know what? When the fight was actually put away, I was like, or when that fight was originally made, I was actually almost surprised because obviously you're a top prospect undefeated. He was a top prospect undefeated, and I was like, geez, very early on in their career to actually to have these guys fight each other. You you almost wait to see it down the line when you know you're both in the top fifteen and there's big excitement for a fight like that. So. Like I said, or like you said yourself, hopefully we do see that down the line. But there is some very sort of unique characters in your division. Um, what's your thoughts on Sean O'Malley, Jack? I think Sean's very good. I mean, he he's a very good, he's a bit like Connor in terms of he knows how to market himself. He knows the audience he's appealing to. And, and he's very good at sort of getting him on board and, and getting him behind him. You, you know, you can't not what he's doing. They got the guy's got like a million, million plus followers. He, he's making all this money, and he's only just got ranked. I mean, you look look at the the level of opponents he's faced. They they haven't really been that great, and and that's not 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 on him. That's just me, me being you know brutally honest and what I'm watching. He, he hasn't really fought anyone yet who, who you look at and think, oh, that guy could go on to uh, to be champion. But he, he's done a very good job of of marketing himself, and he's in the rankings now. So he, he's in a position where he is going to be fighting these these, these strong guys with. with Elite, elite striking and elite grappling and elite wrestling. So, you know, we'll obviously see sooner or later whether he's the real deal. But I don't look at Sean and sort of think, you know, he's all hype. He's a hype job. He's obviously very skilled and very good. Um, but I think, um, I don't know if he'll get, come unstuck, but I think um, he's not going to have it all one way like he has had it when he starts fighting um, these top level guys in the top 15. Yeah, we like. I just want to say that, like, we just signed with the UFC and the UFC around us. They're like, right, we want you to focus on the European scene and let us know, like, let the people know who are the people to look out for. Uh, Jack, like, this, like the second we were told that, we were like, right, we have to get Jack on, like, twenty-seven fights and a win streak, uh, fifteen and zero as a pro. Like, this, I think this is going to be a huge night for you on March nineteenth. Like, you get the win, like, and then make it call it call your shot because, like, I think then you'll be. What 16, 16 and 0, and the longest active winning streak in the UFC as well. That would be, and like you have to call, give your give your call and bring the UFC back to Wales. Like that is the time to make the call. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I think I've been I've been a little bit unlucky in terms of the the, the COVID situation. Like I've coming up in Cage Warriors and in my debut, I was always known as this guy with this massive following, and 
know, wherever I would fight, there'd be hundreds of thousands of Welsh come, come into support, whether they're in the arena or, or, or nearby watching in the pubs. And um, obviously, when you have three or your four fights behind closed doors, people don't necessarily get to see that that following and our atmosphere that, that, that I bring when I fight. And I, and I think when, when I walk out in London, the UFC will will truly appreciate what they're working with and, and will appreciate the the pull and the, the draw I actually have over here. Like, you know, no no one in Wales has ever done what I've done in terms of selling out five, six thousand seat arenas when when they're only fighting on cage warriors. You know, it's unheard of. So I think it's it's after this fight is, is where they're going to see the, the sort of attraction that I am in, in the UK. And, Look, I'd love to bring the UFC to Wales. Um, venue-wise, we, we need to get something sorted. We need to get, get a little arena knocked up for us. But um, unless they want to put us in the, in the stadium and Chuck McGregor main event or something, by the way, <laughs> <laughs> that'd, that'd be all right as well. But look, it will, it's going to happen one day, especially with the talent coming through behind me as well. Um, yeah. Welsh MMA is in a good spot and um, you know, it gives me a lot of pride and a lot of privilege to sort of be the front runner and the guy leading the charge. And um, they, They'll definitely remember me and know, and, and know what they're working with after this one. Yeah, absolutely. Like you are one of the greatest talents, as Barry alluded to, in Europe. Uh, I think there's like a race on between yourself. I think it's Alexander Romanov and Mosavar Elovov. I think that's how you say his name. I think you're all fifteen and zero at the moment, <laughs> and you're all undefeated. Uh, like you're, you're all like just trying to get that one step ahead of the other one. But uh, it's it's an exciting little race that you you guys have on there. You're probably not even aware you're all in the same race, but. Uh, Another sort of legendary name I want to touch on. Would you like to actually fight a Jose Aldo or a Dominic Cruz before they actually retire? Would you like to say you shared that octagon space with them? Yeah, of course. Like they, they, they I mean, we talk about like the title fights and the top ten and everything, but the, those two are uh, uh, some of my my top top picks for dream fights. Just because I grew up watching them, you know, when I was a a teenager in the gym, Dominic Cruz is one of my favorite fighters to watch. Like every time he fought me and my old man, would be sit down glued to the TV. Same with Aldo. He, he was like 10 years undefeated. I remember watching him in WEC flying knee and people in, in 10 plus seconds and, and and then coming to the UFC and, and smashing guys as well. So they're obviously guys I'd love to get in there with. Like it's one of those that, that's saying, isn't it? Um, you, you, you keep going until your idol become your rivals and that, that, would, that would be a dream come true to get in there with those guys. Frankie Edgar as well, people like that, you know, you know to, to be able to share the cage with guys I grew up looking up to and and trying to learn little bits from it's definitely a story to tell the grandkids in a, in, in a couple of years. Yeah, Frankie Edgar is definitely within a touching distance with a win here as well. He, he could be uh, next on Jack Shore's hit list. Yeah, he could be. He could be. And like, I don't, I don't know how I'd feel about that fight because Frank Frankie is was at, at one point my favorite fight. Then the, the, the guy I, that I, I love to watch him and GSP were my main two. And um, to, to step in there and fight him, obviously, I'm, I'm going there to beat him. I'm not going to go in there and take it easy because it's Frankie Edgar. But at the same time, it'd almost be like a bittersweet one to uh, to have to, to, to try and put him away and beat him. But, you know, if, if our paths cross, obviously, it'll, it'll be an honour. But we'll, we'll see how his next... I, I know he's probably going to get matched with uh, another ranked guy in his next one. So we'll see how that one goes and, and see where he goes. I know he's, uh, he's, he's had a tough loss the, the last two. So we'll see how he goes. I love I love the respect, Jack. Like uh, you, you're always a very respectful guy. Even even the stuff you're putting up on social media, doing doing the work, uh, helping the team consistently all the time. It's uh, it is great to see. That's why it's a pleasure to have you back on the show to let the fans know that uh, they have to follow the tank. Um, <laughs> it is six weeks now until UFC London. What what does the fight camp now look like in the build up to UFC London on the 19th of March? And you can watch it at the O2 Arena or on UFC Fight Pass, Ross. <laughs> 
Yeah, um, we're like we're about three or four weeks in now, and and this is where like everything's starting to click slowly. Now the weight's coming down, so you know I'm lighter, I'm, I'm moving better. My, my like I'm I'm good for three rounds anyway, but the way I'm feeling at the minute, I could I could do ten fives if I had to do it at a, at a good pace. Um, my sharpness is getting there. I'm back sharpening up with the with all my coaches. And I'm very lucky that a lot of my teammates are fighting around about the same time. You know, I've got Brett and Scott are fighting um, a couple of weeks before me over in Dublin. And then I've got a lot of teammates fighting the week later on, on, um, on a Cage Warriors Wales show. So I'm fortunate that we're all sort of in. It always makes it a little bit easier when, uh, when you're, you're not the only one that's having to do three, four sessions a day and, and, and the only one that's in the middle in the Shark Tank round. So I always enjoy like the, the, the team spirit. We all, we all push each other along. We all sort of. You know, if, if someone has a bad round, it's easy to dip your head, but we, we'll get behind each other and, and, and encourage. And, you know, because the reality is not every day is a good day in fight camp. There's, there's days where I come out of the gym and, and then Brett and the boys have absolutely stuck it on me for the last hour. And then there's day, days when I come from then I'm the one who's, 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 who's doing the dominating. So it's just good to have the boys in there with me. Obviously, we, we all want the absolute best for each other. We're not competing with each other. We just want... We want to see everyone reach their full potential and get to the very top. So I'm just in, in, enjoying it. I always enjoy fight camp. Not me wrong. I, I do miss the uh, the takeaways and the, and the McDonald's here and there. But um, other than that, I do enjoy it. And uh, I'm coming into my own. I'm, I'm getting to that stage where uh, I'm, I'm feeling rearing, rearing to go and good and ready to, to, to put on performance for a lifetime. Like I've been waiting for this show for two years since the first one got cancelled. So th- this is my chance now to my coming out party, as they say. Um, <laughs> So this this is the one, and uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna grab it with both hands. I love it, Jack. Uh, I just wanted to sort of get your quick thoughts on the rest of 2022 as well. Obviously, we sort of touched on it. Jan's gonna fight um, Sterling in April. The winner of that probably will probably fight again sometime in September. They'll only probably fight twice this year. Is your goal to break into the top ten by the end of the year? I assume you want three fights. Yeah, minimum top fifteen at, at the very least. You know, I'd I'd love to. Like I said, if I win this fight, if I'm not around, I like to think that, that I, I could start being mentioned in conversations with your your Sensos and your Songs and your Ricky Simones. They, they're the type of guys I'm looking at, just to get myself into those rankings. <clears throat> and then obviously a third fight would be great by the end of the year. I, I want to stay active, fight in the summer, fight the end of the year would be ideal. And obviously if I can pick up three wins this year, there's no reason why I can't be pushing that top 10. Yeah, there's also a big card coming up as well. UFC 271 is taking place in Houston, Texas on February the 12th. It's being headlined by Israel Adesanya against Robert Whitaker. It's the rematch. Last time Israel won as well. Lads, like, what are you expecting from this fight on the 12th of February? Um, again, it's hard to look. It's hard to sort of not take it serious, but it's hard to to be too interested in the fight when how one sided the last one was. But then. You look at the other side of the coin, and Whitaker's been on such a good run. Um, I think it's been Darren Till, Jared Kanye, and, and I think he has had one other win as well. Only since Gaslam, since he Gaslam. So the he just looks so good, so much improved. And you you heard him talking about after the fight how the the pressure of being champion and the schedule and everything was getting to him. And I think this this time removed from all that has um has, has done him a world of good. And and I've just seen little bits online and, and in interviews and stuff where he's saying that the game plan this time is not going to be ego-filled in front of a 100,000-seater stadium. He's going to go in there and fight tactically and, and fight to win rather than try and get into a, to a gunfight. And you can't gunfight with someone like Stalbender because he, he, he's so crisp and so sharp and so accurate. He'll, he'll pull you away fast. We've, we've seen him do it. So I think it'll be a lot closer, definitely. But 
in, in, in that middleweight division, I mean, it's tough for me to see past um, Stalbender. I, I just don't see him having any trouble unless he, he goes up, up to, to light heavy or even heavyweight like he's talked about. That's it's definitely a fight for people not to miss it. It is unfortunate it can't be over in Australia or New Zealand, but like that's the way the world is right now. Ross, there's also a, a heavyweight matchup as well. Derek Lewis taking on Tai Tuivasa, the new Nelk boy. People would say, Ross, <laughs> this one actually breaks my heart. It does. I was like, can we not keep these two away from each other? Can we can we just have like a, either a, a double knockout or <laughs> I, I don't know? You wouldn't want to wish injury on someone, but like, why did the UFC have to put these two together? Uh, They'll definitely do a shimmy no, with each other after. Uh, yeah, I want to see uh, a fight of the year candidate. I want it to be a draw and then a double shoey at the end. That's what I want to see. <laughs> this is a, a game of rock and sock and robots. Uh, if, I, if I had to be honest and pick, I'd probably say Derek Lewis just because I think he holds that slight power advantage. But I'd never uh, roll or real bam bam out. He's on a great streak at the moment. Yeah. Uh, also, shout out to Casey O'Neill as well, who's taken on Roxanne Madaferi. And it's definitely, she's on the feed as well, um, Scotland's own. Uh, okay, that's going to wrap up this part of the show on the Energize show. Uh, we're going to be moving on to doing a show with Jack Shore on Get to Know with Jack Shore on UC Fight Pass. So when, if, for people who are subscribed to UC Fight Pass, make sure to go over and check out the second part because uh, it's, all, it's all about getting to know Jack more. <laughs> yeah, you know, Basmo, getting to know with the Energize show with Jack Shore over on UFC Fight Pass. If you have watched this so far, make sure to like, share, subscribe, and as always, stay, stay energized. Energized, show up the Irish. Been sussing you guys a couple of times. I've seen a couple of clips. I think you've done some interviews with Dylan Moran and that. But I, I, I saw. So keep going. Keep up the good work, guys.